Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right. Don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple podcast as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben off the cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode. That's right, of the London is Blue podcast emergency edition. We don't have a sound effects board, but that's when you'd hear like the air raid noise and everything. It'd be dropping <laughs> it right now. We've got Nick in the house, we've got Joe Tweeds, we threw up the bat signal because Kai Havertz is finally done. The five-year transfer segment that we've been running on this is over, Nick. He's officially <laughs> a Chelsea player. Yay, we're going to actually talk about him and his performances now instead of you know projecting what kind of player he might be. It's, it's awesome. Uh, so uh, you are clearly very excited, but maybe let's go to Joe for you know to capture his excitement as well because you're doing it in between moving house, in between going to grab dinner. We're just dropping this right in. What's the initial reaction that you're having? Oh, this is this is exceptional. Um, I don't think I've been this excited about a signing that we've made probably since Eden Hazard, which is what a good eight, nearly eight years ago now. So, in terms of excitement, in terms of profile. You know, and yeah, we can talk about caveats and it's been Corona times, all this sort of stuff here, but make no, mis- you know, no mistake about it that every top European club wanted Kai Havertz and we were fortunately in the position to go and get him. So, you know, this is an elite European talent who is joining probably one of the best young attacks in world football now. If you look at what, what he's going to be playing with next season, Timo, Christian Pulisic, and obviously the, the more experienced guy in uh, Hakim Ziyech as well. So, I mean, it's really, really exciting. But yeah, you know, instant, instant reaction is... I think we, we've all kind of known that it's been sort of heading towards being done, but to actually get it confirmed, see him in the Chelsea shirt, and also the fact that Lampard is, is there for photos, that, that kind of sealed it for me as well. So, yeah, hugely, hugely excited, and 
honestly can't wait to see him uh, get started. Well, hashtag hi, Kai. Uh, we are all saying hello to Kai Havertz here, Nick. And I, I think to Joe's point, you know, exciting to see Frank there, exciting to see just, you know, kind of the, the relationship and how how influential Frank has been. His pull power is insane. His pull power as a manager is maybe unmatched right now in world football. Look, there, there's an old saying that... If- if you're the coolest person in the room, you don't have to tell people that you're the coolest person in the room. And I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that Frank Lampard is the coolest person in the room. Uh, people kind of are gravitating to him. They're excited about what he could become as the manager. Obviously, you know, I think he would be the first to admit that he's not the finished article yet, but you start to see this broad plan put into place, Joe, where you're, you're making the right types of signings. You have an eye on the longevity of the club by integrating youth talent. You are set up now for, for some time. You know, a couple more additions obviously are needed, but these uh, the, the transfers this summer, especially Havertz, is, you know, it's, it is exceptional. And I think it fills us with hope that there is a, a adjusted plan from, from when we were talking a few years back. Yeah, I think the crazy thing is, if, if there are long-term listeners of, of this poll, I know we've done episodes where we've actually gone through the lists of signings that we've made, you know, historically. And, I mean, if you, you I'm, I'm thinking I'm going back to the Pulisic signing now. If you look at from him to Kovacic all the way through, I mean, it's an absolutely phenomenal run of players. And to me, this certainly suggests that, you know, we, we've often spoken about wanting to see a lot more of a, a kind of unified approach from the club. Um, you know, a lot more cohesion, a lot more kind of moving in the same direction. And I think you'd have to look at the, really from, from Christian onwards, these signings to me suggest that uh, the club have, you know, potentially now got an idea of where they're trying to go. Um, obviously, you know, Kova and, and, and Puli were, were probably in the works or were, were signed obviously before Lampard, but they seem to be very much in, in keeping with the direction of the team in, in which, which we're heading now. So it's, it's nice to finally see that there is a little bit of structure in place in terms of who is signing. Um, and I think the, the main thing now is to look forward to, to potentially more players incoming. I mean, there were reports already leaking today about linking Chelsea with another goalkeeper, potentially going for a midfielder. So, you know, the, the kind of the sort of the tiers that I've been sort of charging myself up on of, of, of opposition fans, I think that's going to continue for a little bit more. Um, but it's, it's been amazing just to see this transformation. I saw someone post a tweet earlier today with this. Uh, it was kind of like the post-Sari, post-mortem you know, Sari's leaving, Hazard's going, transfer ban, etc. And to think where that narrative could have led to, to where we are today, is such a massive testament to, I think, everyone wow. at the club, really. You know, so Marina, I think Petr Cech's been hugely influential. And as you mentioned, you know, there might not be a manager in world football at the moment who, who has the, the salesmanship, the pull that Frank Lampard has. You know, I saw Fabrizio Romano already put a tweet out saying that Lampard had spoken to Habits 10 times over this period in terms of, you know, wanting to, to recruit him. So, it seems that everything's pulling in the right direction. Now we just need to see the the kind of the fruits of that on the on the pitch. That is the key point, and the the next thing that we kind of have to go over is just where this all fits for Havertz. You know, I think the wonderful thing, Nick, is that he is so positionally flexible, but that also means the challenge of where are you actually going to play him? He can play this season as he did for Leverkusen as a striker. He can play as that kind of shadow striker. He can play on the wing. He can play as an attacking mid. And so we are bereft with options on where to put him in a lineup. Uh, But 
where do you think or where do we see him kind of starting in maybe the first match or in the first couple of matches? Yeah, I actually don't think he's going to start in the first match or maybe even first couple. I, you know, I, he, he hasn't even trained with the club yet and, and we start next week. I mean, it's, it's going to be tight if it, if it does happen, it just means that he's incredibly fit and, and ready to go. But yeah, I think, Joe, the scenario that's been popping in my head, I know, I know that we talked about Timo Werner and Pulisic on the, on the left wing and the flexibility there if they started to overlap. The scenario that's now coming into my head with, um, with Ziyech and Havertz potentially, whether Havertz is playing the number eight and Ziyech is out on the wing or they're able to positionally swap because uh, Ziyech can play as an attacking mid as well, it creates a hell of a lot of options uh, just from a passing perspective, not even just uh, a scoring perspective. You, you think about Havertz being able to put um, just absolutely delightful balls on on a plate for for strikers, and then yeah. potential for Ziyech to to jump in as an eight with his left foot having an angled ball to the back post. I mean, that's uh, that's giving me the feels. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, I mean. I think people will know that I often talk about sort of, you know, football systems and, and tactics, et cetera, don't often need to be, be entirely balanced. Um, there is some sort of asymmetry to things. And I think what you're going to see now is, is just this insane attacking amount of prowess that the club will have. If you're looking at that, that left-hand side, you will have Christian Pulisic, you will have Timo Werner, who both like to operate wide, make that kind of diagonal left to right run in behind strikers. And then on the right-hand side, you'll have Zayach who cuts in, you'll have Habits who will float in those spaces as well. But then the thing that complements it is you have potentially Reese James providing natural width. So you have mm. all this width from Reese James bombing forward. You have Zayach coming in. You have Habits potentially being able to overlap on the right, underlap on the on, on sort of the um, kind of the, the the inner China channels of the pitch as well. Um, it's it's really going to be a huge problem for teams now to how to defend us. You know, you will have, as you rightly say, Zayats can drop into, you know, you'll see him come very central. He can play as a number 10. He can play in those those inside forward positions on the right-hand side. I wouldn't surprise me if Habits is is wide at times. You know, he's sort of drifting completely out to the flanks as well. Um, and then Reese James, obviously, if he is to come forward now and sort of make that right-back spot his own, um, that natural width, that natural ability to overload the the ability to get to the byline to put crosses in from those sorts of dangerous areas. It, it's it's such, going to be such a problem for teams to deal with. You have all, all of this pace on the left-hand side now, all of this guile and technicality as well. And and also, probably worth mentioning, Kai Havertz is incredibly quick. You know, he's, I think I, I saw a stat that he was, I think last season, recorded the second fastest sprint time in the Bundesliga for a midfielder. I think it was like fourth or fifth overall. So he's a very, very quick player as well. So all of a sudden, you've gone from a team that, with William and not so much Pedro, but certainly William and, and other players that we've had hazard over a period of time often want to receive the ball to feet back to goal. They want to, you know, they want to receive the ball. Now you've got Werner running in behind, Pulisic running in behind, coming short, Havertz going behind, coming short, Zayac cutting in. It, it's so much more problematic for teams. And I think the biggest change that we'll see potentially when we start playing some of the better teams or teams that want to play a high line, want to press all this sort of counter-pressing stuff that we see today I don't know if you're going to be able to squeeze up to the halfway line if you have Pulisic and Werner standing on your centre-backs because there aren't many people in world football that are going to catch either one of those. They're certainly not both of them at the same time. So all of a sudden, you're, you're kind of decompressing the pitch and making, you know, making greater spaces available for midfield players. That opens up passing angles. It means playing out from the back is easier. All of these kind of sort of small nuanced things that happen now that you have 
this sort of pacey attack with guys who can actually make those passes now. And I think that's going to be a critical thing is sometimes yeah. we saw this season that pass wasn't made. Now with Havertz, bang, that pass goes to Pulisic. He's in, he's in on goal potentially. So it's, it's a massive, massive game changer. And two other things that are really nice that he's adding to the pitch. Height. So he's yes. uh, 6'2", um, trending to the higher side of 6'2". And even though he looks kind of thinner in the, the videos, you know, he's definitely a, a taller bodied individual. And the other piece is he's naturally left-footed. So you've yes. now added two things that our side was lacking in significantly last season, Nick, that are going to be plus pluses on top of everything else he brings to the table. Yeah, I've started to make up formation names in my head for how oh God, this stop. team this team can line up. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> if, if if you have Pulisic, Ziesh, Havertz, and Werner starting up front, that's your like blitz formation, right? Like that is all out attack. That's if you're playing Madden, that is your hail mary. Everybody freaks <laughs> down the field, right? If you have someone like Giroud or or Tammy, it is. It's going to be really impressive to see how those pieces start to work together because, again, we, we all know about our, our issues against the block nine last year. It's no surprise. But what Joe's describing is if you have some players who are able to go in behind and some players who are able to stop short, you create more of a zipper uh, for, for defenders to deal with instead of yeah. just everyone playing the same line all the way up. It becomes a lot harder to defend. And so – you know, Giroud's able to hold up the ball, pass it back. You get a dink over. You have someone making a uh, run to the back post. It's going to be fascinating to see uh, how that screws with teams, and I'll be very happy to see it. So before we get out of here, because this is happening in the middle of everything going on in the day, Nick's got stuff going on, Joe's got stuff going on, I've got <laughs> stuff going on, but we broke to make this happen because we know the listeners needed it. What's the crazy unrealistic untethered to reality prediction you're going to make about Kai Havertz's first season at Chelsea Nick because you're laughing we'll go to you first and then we'll go to Joe what's your un- like wildly crazy prediction for how Kai Havertz does 20 assists <laughs> wow. okay wildly uh, I'm yeah I, th- I think it's wild I don't know yeah. Joe any any crazy prediction to be fair, mine was a bit more conservative than that, but now I have to top it. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to go 15 goals. 15 from midfield. goals. From okay. midfield. No pens. Uh, I was going to I was going to go uh, 30 plus goal contributions. So goals plus assists. Yeah. You're going for the 15-15, the holy grail. Yeah. Uh, I, I want the double double. I want the the footballing <laughs> equivalent of the double double. Um, okay, so let us know what your unrealistic, crazy, untethered to reality prediction is in the comments or tweet at us. Hit us on Instagram. Uh, we're gonna talk plenty more Kai Howards for the rest of the season. Uh, but I think we just want to make sure we capture just the excitement of the moment that it's finally happened. Uh, we were it was 84 years ago when this transfer set, uh, saga started, <laughs> and it is now over the line. Uh, Joe, thank you for making time in between moving house. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, guys. It's been fun to jump on. Yeah, and then uh, Nick, go get go get your hair cut, man. No pressure, Kai. <laughs> no pressure. All right, hi, Kai. And now we say goodbye. Keep the blue flag flying, high Chelsea fans.